This is the UTR Media New Season Kickoff. Well, hi there, friends. I'm Dave Trout, founder and president of UTR Media, and it's been a minute since we've seen you on the podcast channel. So uh, we're sending this bonus episode as an update as we kick off a new season here at UTR Media. Now, we could bury the lead and tease this out a while, but we're not going to do that. We're going to give you the headline right up front, the main purpose of this podcast, and we'll do that here before we even hit the two-minute mark, and you could be done and move on with your life if that's if all you want is the headline. But we can dig a little deeper, too, if you want to hang out with us for the rest of this show. So here's the big news. The UTR podcasts are returning. In late August, which is just next week, we'll have the return of the Gourmet Music Podcast, which will be featuring some of the best songs and albums released in the first half of 2023, as picked out by our panel of critics. So uh, then in early September, just a couple weeks from now, Garrett Godfrey will be bringing back the return of the Good Patron Podcast. And then in mid to late September, we'll see the return of our interview show, Green Room Door. And on top of that, in the first half of September, we'll be seeing the return of all new SongRx emails. And boom, just like that, we are done with the main message of this podcast special. Now, if you want to hang out in the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the exciting things that UTR has been up to so far in the year 2023. And then later in the show, we're going to be revealing some of the results of a UTR survey that's happening right now. So if you care to stick around and we'll be right back. You can help guide the future of UTR. Take the new two-minute UTR survey now through August 31st so that we can serve you better. Every completed survey is entered to win a Rich Mullins Super Swag Box filled with rare collectibles. Find the survey at utrmedia.org or today's show notes. Hey, look at that. You came back. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Look forward to sharing some info about this year with you, um, just because it's been a minute. So let's give you some updates, and let's first give credit where credit is due. Uh, my buddy Garrett Godfrey from the Good Patron Podcast, this was his idea. He said, Dave, why don't you um, give an update about what's been happening, just because he's aware of some things behind the scenes, but he's like, the rest of the people don't really know. And, uh, and then, you know, we can kind of share with folks that the podcasts are coming back. So, um, so this bonus episode really, uh, it's hats off to Garrett. Um, so let me share with you some things that have been happening, especially over the last few months. Um, there's a lot behind the scenes that have been going on, so I'm not going to update everything, but there is, um, some, some big updates that we want to share with you. One is, uh, burlap to cashmere. Now, um, the last time that we were doing podcasts was in late February and early March, and uh, we were just getting ready to gear up for 
the Burlap to Cashmere Kickstarter, which launched in the month of May and was successful, reached 108% of the goal. We are thrilled. And so um, that was a gargantuan effort in and of itself. But since the Kickstarter, we've been working on the projects themselves as we are getting ready to create a new live album from Burlap, a new documentary about the history of the band, which is over 25 years and counting, and we're planning a special Burlap Fan Weekend, which is coming up this September 1st through the 3rd in New York City. Woo! We are pumped and excited to do it and to share with you uh, some of the fun that we're having. So, um, in fact, the, the first episode of Green Room Door is going to be a recap of that Burlap Fan Weekend. So, We'll give you some behind-the-scenes scoops on that. Um, besides that, I've also had the opportunity to do some speaking and presenting. Um, one place was at the 2023 Walking Stick Retreat in Indiana um, as a presenter. And then I uh, did some speaking at Audio Feed Festival 2023 in Illinois, which was a blast. Um, plus... We have been doing a lot with the Bellsberg Project, which, as you know, has a life of its own. Um, of course, in just recent months, uh, the, the project Work Tapes officially released to the public in early June. We also had a Hello Old Friends um, tribute event in Bend, Oregon in early June. And both of the vinyl projects... Both Bellsburg and Deep Valley, the vinyls were received in somewhere between late May and mid-June. And so um, we have spent the bulk of the summer um, packing and shipping out vinyls to people that were Kickstarter backers or people that uh, pre-ordered them through the Bellsburg store online. And uh, folks have been very patient waiting for those. And it's... Uh, uh, we're we're very close to the finish line of getting that into the hands of everyone. So it's it's been um, a pretty nonstop last few months, um, even though you haven't heard the podcast as much. Um, also, we have a Hello Old Friends event coming up in uh, in Eastern Pennsylvania, uh, and that's going to be in mid October. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, one other thing that we're doing that we just launched. Um, earlier this month is uh, a kind of a, a big survey for you, our UTR audience, um, for a couple reasons. One, our, the last survey we did was in the year 2020. So over three years have passed and a lot of people's listening habits have changed, how they listen to music, how they listen to podcasts. Um, so it's really helpful for us just to gauge how are you interacting with media these days? And then also get to know um, how we can serve you better. What are the things that UTR is doing well? And what are the things that we can improve upon? This is a chance to kind of speak into our future and help make us better. So um, we are doing a survey right now. And uh, it's now through the end of August. Uh, in fact, um, if you complete that survey, 
um, you are entered into a drawing for a Rich Mullins Super Swag Box. When we come back after this short break, we will tell you what's in that swag box. Uh, it's a very cool prize. Um, and we're going to dig into the survey. Even though the survey is not complete yet, we're going to reveal some of the things that we've been finding out so far and maybe answering a couple of interesting questions that have been posed our way or some ideas for the future. So we're going to... Um, kind of do a little deep dive, well, a mini deep dive into the UTR survey for 2023. Uh, if you want to take that survey, there's a link in today's show notes, or you could just go over to utrmedia.org. All right, we'll be right back. The latest Critics Picks playlist from UTR features some of the best albums, EPs, and singles released in the first half of 2023. Take a listen. It's a hard, hard life, but nothing's harder than the rock I'm on. And my heart holds true right to the dark of the doubt. Find the Critics Picks playlist streaming now on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music, and YouTube Music. So glad you're still here. This is the UTR Media new season kickoff special. I'm Dave Trout. And um, it's been fun to just kind of share the news that some of our favorite features at UTR are returning. Um, and one of the things that we're doing right now is a special uh, survey of the whole UTR audience, whoever can participate. Um, and there's a couple of fun things about the survey. One, it helps us to get to know kind of how you engage with music and media right now. Um, those trends change quite rapidly, right? And the last time we polled and surveyed our audience was in the year 2020. Uh, so it's been over three years. And the way people listen to things has changed in those three years. So it helps us to kind of get to know you, the audience, better. Um, plus, we give you a chance to help shape the future and help us to serve you better. Help us to know what are the things that are most meaningful to you as as you um, consume the media here at UTR. So, uh, so that survey is very helpful to us in the future. And also, just for funsies, anybody who completes a survey will be entered into a drawing for a Rich Mullen Super Swag Box. <laughs> so here's just some of the items inside the Super Swag Box. 
Uh, I think it's actually one of the coolest prizes that we've ever offered. Okay, so you'll get um, Bellsberg on vinyl, Deep Valley on vinyl, the Work Tapes CD. Uh, plus, we will send you a lyric sheet that was used in Rich's old house in the recording of Bellsberg, signed by the artist who performed. Um, we will send you a pack of 20-plus photos of some candid photos of Rich Mullins, plus some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of the recording of Bellsberg. Um, we'll also send you a canvas art print by Scott Erickson, uh, a bottle of Matt Walden's um, St. Rich Beard Oil, um, which is now officially um, no longer ever going to be produced, is what I'm told. And um, we also... Um, We'll send you the Hello Old Friends commemorative booklet and a second-hand edition of Rich's book, World as Best as I Remember It. Um, plus, there's a few couple of other um, things thrown in as well. I mean, just it's a jam-packed box of, of just collectibles and memorabilia and music, um, and there'll be a grand prize winner receiving that who f- completes the surveys. Um, and then we also have some runner-up prizes too. So, um, so check out the survey if you haven't yet done so. It only takes about two minutes to complete it. Um, it's quick and easy, and um, it's a, it's available right now at our website, utrmedia.org/news. One cool thing that's happened is the response so far. It's been so cool. Um, the uh, the the few times that we have polled the audience like this to collect data like this, I think around a hundred responses was the highest we've ever gotten, and we were hoping for at least fifty responses for this this survey, and um, we already have over a hundred fifteen responses in, which is awesome, um, and we still have until August thirty first uh, for this uh, survey to be open. Um, so thank you to everybody who's responded. And I thought it'd be fun, even though the survey's not done, to share some of the some of the results that we're seeing so far. Um, there is a section where you can leave comments for us and even share some ways that UTR has been a blessing to you. And there are some really sweet and nice comments, and we're not going to go through them all. But I thought I would pick out one that was one of my favorites. Um, it was Ron from Ontario, Canada. And he said, I really enjoy the spirit of the content that UTR puts out. I also really enjoy hearing from new and old artists. Peaceful Christian content is kind of rare these days. So UTR is an uplifting source for me. Ah, thank you, Ron, for sharing that. And Man, it's one of my favorites because, um, you know, one of the things that I have recognized over the last few years is that UTR's mission and um, kind of what we offer to the world is not just content. It's not just um, media and sort of reviews of music, although that's part of what we do. Um, and. And it's not just, you know, the the playlists and the podcasts and the videos and things like that. Um, But really, we're kind of in the ministry of hospitality. 
And one of the things that I have loved about UTR since day one is that UTR has always been a place that's been hospitable to people in all walks of life and in all spots on their own spiritual journey. We've had atheists write us in and say they they enjoy what we're doing. We have had people who have said that in in most areas of their life, they were walking away from God and UTR's content kept them connected to spiritual ideas and thoughts. Um, and then, then we have folks who let us know that you know, the, the UTR um, content and what we're doing is a, a real help and a supplement to them kind of growing in their faith. And and like like Ron said, there's a lot of Christian content out there that we can consume, but oftentimes it it kind of muddies up into arguments and and friction and division. And uh, I've always love the fact that UTR has been a safe place uh, for peaceful, you know, harmony and that we could hospitably come around this music together and enjoy it and talk about it. And, uh, and it's never, there's never really been a, um, an, an arrogance or a pride involved in, in the people that, the artists that we feature, the you know, we, we're drawn to hospitable, hospitable music as well. So, Ron, I think you nailed it on the head there. That that um, that's really kind of the heart and soul of of who we are. And so, it's really great that you were able to identify that. Now, as much as I love the dopamine of folks kind of patting us on the back and and encouraging us, and boy, keep that coming. We can use more of that. Um, but one of the things that this survey really helps us with is uh, the last question on the survey gives you an opportunity to tell us ways that we can improve or ways that we could expand what we're doing or um, help us to grow for the future. And um, one, uh, we're going to dig into a, a couple of these comments. Some of them are kind of like questions or ideas. Um, Keith from Maryland said that he personally doesn't use Spotify, and that's an intentional choice by him. And he kind of wishes that we weren't always just pointing people to Spotify when we uh, when we make our lists and things like that. Um, and he even um, went as far to say, you know, maybe maybe pointing people to YouTube would and and kind of curating some YouTube music would be a better route to go since. Everyone can have free access to that. Um, so this is an example of somebody that uh, you know just brings a good idea worth considering. Now, one of the one of the reasons why we point people to Spotify is that we did part of the poll of the survey is what platforms do you use to engage with music, and we list a bunch of the most popular platforms. Um, and guess what was number one (laughs) to no one's surprise, Spotify was number one with 69% of the people who have taken the, the survey so far, um, choosing Spotify. And so, um, because it's so popular, because artists actually enjoy, um, when their Spotify, uh, albums and songs are featured you know they 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 like to link people to um boost their 
their numbers, whether it's just statistically or maybe even monetarily, um, Spotify has kind of become the go-to resource to to point people to. Um, But to your point, Keith, uh, I took a look and, okay, so Spotify is number one. Right behind it, the number two platform that you engage with music is physical CDs. I didn't expect that number to be so high. And then the third place on the list also really high up there is YouTube. So to your point, Keith, yes, um, YouTube is a very popular way to engage with music, almost as popular as Spotify. So here is a chance for us to make an improvement. Um, when we are sending emails and and helping to point people to uh, to listen to music, whether it's in our new and notable section or some of our critics picks, things like things like that where we where we normally put a Spotify link um we are going to starting now put a Spotify link and a YouTube link so that you have a choice of a quick way to engage with the music so thank you for that suggestion Keith um okay Kristen in Tennessee uh wrote in and said is there a way for me to submit my own music for consideration and if so could you advertise that a bit more? <laughs> uh, yes, Kristen. Um, we absolutely love to get um, independent music to consider for our playlists and for podcasts and things like that. Um, we also occasionally feature music videos. So if you are an artist that has made a music video, you can send that to us too. The, the best way to do that is through our email address, that's utrsubmissions at gmail.com. We're going we're gonna to put that email in the show notes in case you missed it. utrsubmissions at gmail.com. Um, now, do we uh, have we promoted it and advertised it? Yes. Here and there, we will occasionally sprinkle that email address out there um, as a way for people to send in their stuff. But we don't we haven't gone really aggressive on sort of asking for people to send us new music partly because we're sort of just overwhelmed with how much music is being released and we do try to keep up on some independent stuff but uh we're always game to to you know if you want to share a new release or something that you've made we would love to hear it doesn't mean we will automatically you know feature it but Definitely feel free to share it with us. Um, we'd love to consider that. And um, so we're that's why we're a bit hesitant to like really get the word out about it because we don't want to be inundated with hundreds of, you know, new songs and new albums to listen to. We just wouldn't be able to keep up on it. Um, okay, so somebody wrote in and said, you could do a be- you could do better by branching out to other genres not just the acoustic indie style. Okay. All right. So interesting comments. It's interesting to me because I feel like I feel like this is a comment that would have applied to what we did maybe 10 years ago, but we've been really intentionally trying to broaden the diversity of what we play. Not just racial diversity, but that's a part of it, but also genre diversity. And so um, 
So this one I'm going to push back on a little bit because I feel like we are definitely heading in the right direction. I think there may be some other places where uh, where musically things get stuck in a rut, um, but I don't know that I'm experiencing that here. That's just my personal take. Um, other folks, feel free to weigh in on this. Um, I'd love to hear some different opinions, but just to kind of just to kind of make my point, I, I jotted down a few things uh, just to kind of just a top of head type things of the type of music that we feature uh, that's not just acoustic indie style. And before that, I'll preface it by saying, you are correct. I'm not going to point this person out by name, but yes, you who wrote this in, you are correct that the acoustic indie style tends to be the majority, maybe not majority, but but it, the biggest genre that we feature. And the reason for that is that the acoustic indie style tends to be songwriters that are um, maybe writing the most um, kind of interesting, profound storytelling type of music that really draws us in and makes us think a bit deeper. And that seems to be the stuff that we're drawn to the most. More than any style, it's really just the the content itself within that genre that really attracts us. But put that aside for a second, and I'll tell you that UTR features a lot of rock music. Here's the, I'm just going to list some bands for your benefit these are all bands that we feature regularly, not just one-offs, but these are, if you go through our playlist, you will see these names pop up frequently. Um, the Classic Crime, Gable Price and Friends, Colony House, Judah and the Lion, all in the rock genre. Okay, we at UTR feature hip-hop. Artists like Show Baraka, Royce Lovett, NF, Propaganda, we feature blues music. Artists like Mike Ferris, Johnny Lang, Glenn Kaiser, Mona Reeves. We feature gospel. Artists like Kirk Franklin, the McCrary Sisters, Common Hymnal, Jonathan McReynolds. We also love featuring very thoughtful pop music. Artists like Ben Rector, The New Respects, Jason Gray, Matt Carney. Um, so right there, in just those genres, I've just listed 20 artists that you could easily dive into. They are regularly featured on UTR, and none of those artists would be classified as acoustic indie-style artists. Um, I could easily, if I took another you know 30 minutes to jot down, I could easily come up with... 50 more artists um, in addition to these. And that doesn't even include um, other styles of music like worship, bluegrass, electronic, world music. Those are all all um, variants of styles of music that we that we weave into the fabric of UTR. So I, I think that we are, broader than just acoustic indie style i think it might just be like i think that at one time that was we were kind of stuck in that zone and so it is possible that maybe maybe we that became our reputation and now people just automatically think like man you should break out of that mold but honestly 
if you really pay attention to the playlist and the stuff that, and the podcast things that we're doing, we've been we have been breaking out of that mold. I think I would like to believe we've been doing that successfully for at least the last five years, if not longer. So um, I hope that helps a little bit and it gives you a list of some artists to explore that that are definitely um, offer a lot of spice and variety um, stylistically. Stan. Um, wrote in on the survey and said, hey, could we get some more transparency on how the top albums are selected? Ooh, I love it. That is a great suggestion, and I'll be happy to answer that. Um, and I can tell you right now that um, there's no there's no like hidden, um, in terms of like the transparency thing, we're not intentionally being non-transparent we're not trying to like hide the uh, the nuts and bolts of what what goes on um i just think some i just think most people don't really care about the nuts and bolts i'm glad you do stan um but i think most people are like yeah don't don't bother giving us the ins and outs of everything we don't we just want to know what you love what are what's the music that 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 wins that makes the list and um and and because there's so much content that comes out with all the critics lists and stuff it's I, we've just don't want to muddy it up by having these long paragraphs explaining the process and explaining kind of the the how to um but since you know we're, we're not releasing a list of songs right now or anything like that this is a good chance to to share some of that um so uh we have a a panel of critics um that is uh, most of the time it's a 10 member panel of critics. Um, occasionally someone has to come or go. So it might be, um, we might expand it to 11 on some at some times and it might shrink to like eight or nine at some times, but it's, it's a panel of critics that represents a lot of different um, musical perspectives from across the country. So, uh, and these are mostly writers for different, um, different websites and organizations that feature Christian music, um, places like Jesus Freak Hideout, a New Release Today, um, The Phantom Toll Booth, uh, Renew the Arts, True Tunes, The Rabbit Room, and more. So there's um, we we get from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of voices, and. Um, so specifically for our top 11 albums of the year list, which I think is what Stan was getting at, um, all, the, uh, um, all the critics on the panel are able to suggest um, any albums that they thought um, kind of are, are in their own personal top 11. These are unranked. They don't list them out 1 through 11. They just kind of make a list of 11 that they think are should be in the final consideration. Um, each critic is allowed to kind of auto-nominate um, two of their picks to kind of go into the next round um, for any reason. Uh, they can just choose um, two that they think should automatically go to the next round. And then the rest of them, uh, we look at ones that um, showed up on multiple critics' lists. Um, so all the one-offs kind of disappear at that point, and the ones that were maybe got two or three or four votes from different um, critics, 
they go into the next round. That next round usually is about 40 to 45 albums of nominated albums, like official nominees. Then the critics um, remake a top 11 list just using that official nominee list, and then they rank them 1 through 11. Those ranks are weighted, so, you know... um, 11 is not just um, 11 points less than one. It's a weighted scale because obviously um, people's number one pick should really have a lot of weight behind it. And their number 11 pick that barely made the list isn't going to have as much pull in terms of voting numbers. Then, uh, so each of those votes gets kind of a number tally. We put the math together and we come up with Um, the top 11 list, the official top 11 list based on math, really, based on where people chose the albums and and how they, where it ranked. And usually you will have to be selected by at least three of the critics, sometimes even four of the critics on the, on the critics panel to, to be, to make it into that top 11 list. Um, So, you'll you would have to be you'd have to have released an album that really turned the heads of multiple critics so it's not easy to make the list even a very stellar great album there's been some albums that several of our critics ranked number one on their list of the whole year and it didn't end up making the top 11 because it didn't have enough support from the other critics so um anybody can put together their own individual top 11 right and anybody can release that. Uh, there's a lot of bloggers and, and podcasters that will do that. But we think it's kind of special that we combine the voices of these all these different perspectives and the ones that really captured the imaginations and the ears and the hearts of multiple critics are going to be the ones that make our final combined list. And so, I don't know, It's it's the way it shapes up is very, it's a very fun process to go through. And um, and you never know until the very end kind of how it's going to shake out. So I, I hope that answers some of your questions, Stan. Uh, I know that's um, uh, what they would call inside baseball for a lot of people. Um, but we don't mind being as transparent as, as you want us to be. Um, so I hope that helps. Okay, a couple more quick thoughts uh, before we say goodbye. And... And that includes a really big announcement. So first, one of the things that we went into this survey with a big question mark over is the the email that we send, SongRx. Um, we, we just didn't know if it would be a part of our future or if we would, or how we would bring that back. Um, one of the issues that we had is um, we launched SongRx right towards the beginning of when the pandemic hit. It began in April of 2020, and we really immediately saw it serve an important need um, in people's lives. And for, you know, three three years, um, almost every single weekday, you get a brand new song. Um, We have a a stellar roster of, of people that write these devotional thoughts to a specific song. And we've never, um, 
we've never featured the same song twice by you know different writers. So so we have over the course of these three years featured over six hundred individual songs and devotionals, um, which is I think a pretty amazing statistic. Um, but here's something that we noticed. Number one, um, we pay attention to who's you know what percentage of people are opening the emails. It's been pretty steady, but it's not as good as it was the first year. It kind of started to go down single digits of percentage, um, but we noticed a, a slightly smaller and smaller open rate, which kind of told me that that some of these song RXs were just kind of stockpiling in people's inboxes. And um, and that's okay. It's not meant to be read every single day by everyone. It's there when you need it. Um, but I could tell that we didn't want to create a burnout factor for the readers. And we were also experiencing a bit of a burnout factor for the writers. And we were... Um, kind of struggling to keep up on the on the writing side of things. So we pushed pause on Song RX this last March. And ever since, we've only just been releasing a Song RX Thursday, which is just kind of a rerun episode edition of Song RX. And it's actually been going great uh, you know, for the last few months. And it actually made us think, Maybe this is a better pace to do not a full week, every single weekday type release of Song RX, but maybe just some of the week. And so um, we actually were wondering if we should be doing two a week or three a week. That's that's one of the big questions we've been asking over the last couple of months here at UTR. Uh, maybe a Tuesday, Thursday type release or a Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, Song RX release. And and one of the things, one of the questions that we asked in the survey was, I'm looking it up, it says, which of these types of UTR content, or which, uh, what are the ways that you'd like to see UTR content expand and grow in the next two years? And, um, and there's lots of options, you know, podcasts and streaming playlists and social media, things like that. And then one of them is email devotionals. And to my surprise, the email devotional was the smallest um, choice outside of anyone that clicked other. Um, the email devotional was the smallest. So it made me at first think, ooh, maybe maybe Song Rx isn't isn't meeting the needs that we thought it was. All right. So that was in my head at first. And then I read the results of the last question, or actually it was uh, the second to last question, which was, what are the ways that UTR has been a spiritual benefit or encouragement to you? And that's an open-ended question. And I will tell you that Song RX was the number one most mentioned thing in that section, in that question. And it was a light bulb moment that, okay, the Song RX thing is working. It's really benefiting and blessing and encouraging people. But it also was voted the lowest to, quote, expand and grow. It, I think it doesn't necessarily mean that people are saying, we don't want Song RX anymore. I think they're just saying 
you're already kind of going like a, you know, water out of a fire hydrant. We don't need that to grow at all. So I think that I'm kind of, you know, I'll talk to some others about it, but I'm kind of landing in the space of, I think we should do three a week um, because, you know, it shrinks it down a little bit from our, we've been doing five a week. So it, it, it kind of lowers the scale of, of how many we're, we're doing. But also we did, you know, the feedback is very clear that Song RX is one of the main spiritual benefits that people are getting from UTR these days. So um, let's not abandon that entirely. Let's, you know, I think three a week feels like the, the sweet spot. So, so that's another way that this survey is helping us for the future. Uh, the second thing that was mentioned the most, especially the last two questions, which were the two open-ended questions, uh, there's one name that kept popping up over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, the most mentioned name by far on the survey. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. The name is Rich Mullins. Um, people have been so thankful that UTR has been a part of Rich's legacy, um, celebrating his music, being a part of the Bellsberg Project. And um, and so the, it, there was just a lot of gratitude and, and sort of like keep it up, keep featuring Rich and his music. And we couldn't agree more. In fact, we're going to end this podcast with a sort of a big announcement that hasn't really been shared with anybody yet. Um, and I know this is just still the concept stage, but meetings and conversations and discussions have already begun for the second volume of Bellsburg, a sequel that will be coming uh, probably sometime next year. This, this is being discussed right now. I'm thrilled. UTR will be a part of this once again. Uh, the same people that helped to make the first one are working on this next one. We are also uh, planning on recording in Bellsburg at Connie's house once again. Uh, what a special thing to be a part of this. Um, so so it's, it's still early, but I just thought, That'll get some folks amped and excited to know that we are beginning to have those conversations and uh, and obviously we'll kind of keep you up on on the developments of that as time com- goes on. Um, once again, filling out this survey is so helpful to us. It, uh, it, it helps to encourage us. But it also gives us some great ideas. Some of these questions are just really thoughtful, really made us think, kind of seek for solutions. And, um, and even if you have some ideas of, of ways to improve, we just want to hear it all and take it all in. And this survey is a great way to do that. Um, plus, you're entered into that Rich Mullen Super Swag Box drawing. So look for the show note link to the survey now through August 31st. And um, if you can also find that link um, at utrmedia.org slash news. 
So um, check it out and uh, encourage, we, we will be encouraged to hear from you uh, before the end of the month and let your voice be heard to help the future of what we're doing. So thanks a lot for hanging out with me on this uh, special season kickoff edition of UTR Media Podcasts and uh, look for our new podcast season to begin very soon. The Gourmet Music Podcast coming in uh, next week. Um, Then we have early September, uh, the launch of the Good Patron Podcast season. And then Green Room Door will come a little later in September uh, to start that season. So we are thrilled to have you on board and for you to be a part of the UTR family. If you have any questions, feel free to write us utrmedia1, that's utrmedia, the number one, at gmail.com. Of course, you can check out all that we're doing at our website, utrmedia.org. I'm Dave Trout. Hope you have a great end to your summer, and thanks a lot for hanging out with me today. UTR Media is an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit organization located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org. Thank you.